Hello and welcome to the Everything is Black and White podcast. It's time for the match preview. I'm Manjim Musgrove and joined as usual by John Gibson this Saturday. Wolves are the visitors to St. James's Park and the Magpies going to that game on the back of a great result. Not such a great performance against Blackburn in the FA Cup, but what matters is the progression into the quarterfinals. We are recording this on Wednesday morning, so we don't know who Newcastle have drawn in the FA Cup. I'm hoping for Coventry at home, uh, but we'll wait and see who indeed comes out of the hat. We don't know if Wolves have made it through. They face Brighton tonight at home, and we don't know if they'll pick up any injuries. Fingers crossed, maybe Pedro Neto doesn't play on Saturday. Um, but anyway, we'll get into that. John, you doing well? Yes, despite all, no nails, etc., etc. But uh, at least we'll come out on the right side of a penalty shootout. Uh, which is about as is much positivity as I managed in two hours. In the end, it was the result we wanted, but by Jove, did we toil for it? Yeah, it wasn't pretty at all. And like I say, the positive you take away in the immediate aftermath is that Newcastle have got through to the quarterfinals for the first time since 2007. But if you look at the performance as a whole, it was pretty dire and it doesn't fill me with too much confidence that Newcastle are going to beat Wolves. Now, last week, John, we previewed the Arsenal game. I had a couple of messages saying we were far too negative, show some enthusiasm, show some encouragement. But I have to be honest, it's a little difficult sitting here previewing the game against Wolves, who are in decent form themselves, have got some really good tackling players. And on the back of how Newcastle performed against a struggling championship side, a championship side finding their feet under a new manager, I, no, I can't sit here and, and, and fake positivity. It, you know, things need to improve on the pitch. Yes, they got through. Let's celebrate that. But let's not neglect the fact Newcastle were pretty shocking on the night against Blackburn. Yes, I, I mean, I don't think for one second uh, anybody can accuse us of being anything but totally biased in, in Newcastle in Newcastle United's favour. Not only is it our heritage from birth to, to love the football club, it is our job to uh, to follow the football club, and therefore, if our job's going to be a happy job, you want them to do exceptionally well, and and so nobody can be more desperate for them to do well than myself. But equally, you know, you've got to see what your eyes are telling you. Otherwise, you know, if if people within St James's Park go around saying, "Oh, everything's all right." then believe you me, we're in trouble because, you know, everything isn't all right and everything has got to be put all right. And it is getting alarming now. If if, if people thought we were a little bit negative um, <clears throat> in the preview to Arsenal, was it justified by the performance? And I mean, the performance was shocking. I mean, that is as bad as it gets. And I was hoping for last night and I was believing last night that we would get the answer to Arsenal and get it out of our system. And I was having to remind myself, Gibbo, but when that happens, remember you were playing a championship side and don't get yourself too fluffed up and think you're automatically going to win the FA Cup because it's a championship side. But lo and behold, I mean, why alarm bells are ringing for me, Andrew, is that we start so poorly. We're passive. It, we pass it around so slowly we don't start with what... I mean, this side has been magnificent for a year by being on the front foot, by being high-pressed, by being volatile, by chasing sides down, by being optimistic, 
by being aggressive, by being together. You look at them now and all that is not there at all. And the reality is, and I'm hoping that Newcastle United, with indoors from Eddie Howe and his coaching side down to the players, see the reality and not the fantasy, because the reality is quite alarming. It is a long time since we looked a good side, Villa away. Um, but, I mean, we went last night and we played a team 16th in the championship, four points off a relegation zone, sacked their manager, the new managers come in. Yes, he steadied the ship a little bit, but they haven't won a game since he came in. And we were second best to them throughout, man. And that is worrying. I mean, we swept away Sunderland in Sunderland are way above them in the championship. If we're going in one direction, it's not upwards at the moment, Andrew. It's that it's taping away. And we should be worried about that. You know why we're worried? Because we care. And, you know, we care. Newcastle United is our club and we care. But that doesn't mean that, you you know, you've got to be blindfolded. Mm. And and Wolves is a totally different test to to Blackburn. They are looking like a really good side, and Gabby O'Neill's doing a, a fantastic job. And you do just worry that if Newcastle begin the game in the same fashion, if they play, especially that first half in the same fa fashion against Wolves, then Wolves could definitely get the better of them. Now, if we're looking for positives, and we, we can find some, like we say, they're through the next round in the cup. Attacking-wise, when Newcastle managed to string a few passes together, now, there weren't many, but they did look good going forward. There was just something they were missing, consistency. But if, John, they can find that, and hopefully they can against Wolves, then you know, Newcastle can have a good afternoon. It's just about finding that, that spark again, isn't it? Um, yes, but, I mean, haven't we said that for the last four matches or, or, or whatever it is, you know? We've played recently, we have played um, Blackburn, we've played Bournemouth, we've played Luton, and we've played Nottingham Forest. They're hardly aristocrats, but all of those we have failed to beat. Now, if that doesn't ring alarm bells, whether you're <coughs> biased or not, there's something wrong. And Eddie... Eddie knows, deep down inside, Eddie knows that he's got a crisis on his hands because he has said, you know, that our... He has said when he's previewing a game, we've got to start on the front foot. The start is the most important part of the match. And he's right, because if you start on the back foot, it's very difficult to become proactive. You've got to start on the front foot. And we haven't. And I don't know why we haven't. Because, you know, let's give it a go. Let's have some hope. Um, and that hasn't happened. And, you know, you look, you're right. You're saying if we go forward, I'll tell you one thing. Anthony Gordon is carrying this team. There's no question about that in my mind. Anthony Gordon is carrying the team. If you look at players that have been there all season and were part of last season's great success, be that, Trippier and Botman, who's been in the team until Blackburn, and Byrne, and Bruno, and Longstaff, uh, Isaac, now he's back in, uh, Almeron. They've all played quite a bit this season, and yet they haven't looked anything like the players that they were. And 
if you look at the team sheet and when the team sheet comes out, like just before the game last night, you can get a little hopeful and elated because you see Isaac in there, you see Willock in there, you see Barnes in there, you see Anderson back on the bench. But the truth of the matter is that as of this moment, they are just decoration. They, they camouflage the reality because they're not the Isaac we know, the Willock we know, the Bonds we know. And and to a certain extent, they cannot be because they've had long injuries and they've come back. But the team sheet looks good. The reality when we start playing is that they're way off what they were at the best. And you can throw Bachman into that who didn't play last night, of course, but he's, he's struggled for weeks. Um, and, you know, it's... It's tough, and it really is tough, and it's why Eddie gets the big bucks, but he must be sitting up at night time and saying, what can I do about the defence that's so porous? Because the one thing you can't do, which is required above everything else, is put some pace in there, because you either have pace or you don't, and we don't. So you, what you do about the midfield is getting a little bit of wiggle room with Willick, and Anderson was there, but they're nowhere near what they need to be. Um, in the wiggle room, limited though it is, is, is up front. But it, thank goodness for Anthony Gordon. He has carried us this season. Outfield. If you look at it, Andrew, the star man in the last two matches has been two reserve goalkeepers, Carriers down at Arsenal and uh, Dubravka at Blackburn. That tells us a lot, doesn't it? Mm, yeah, Dubravka was, was fantastic against Blackburn, the hero in regular time, the hero in extra time, and the hero during the penalty shootout. But you mentioned there, Anthony. Isn't that, isn't that critical of Newcastle, though, that they cut that goalkeeper against a championship side, four points off a of relegation to League One, and you need your goalkeeper to get you through? Well, it is. It is. I mean, the, the more positive uh, of our listeners would argue that's what a goalkeeper is there to do, but you would like them to make zero saves, not need to make any saves, wouldn't you? I think it, it the point really, John, that we're making is that it's not just Blackburn. You mentioned the list of games they've played prior to this. They're conceding yes. goals for the boatload. They could have done against Blackburn if it wasn't for Martin Dubravka. Some would say, well, on the other side, the Blackburn keeper was called no action quite a few times. And that's the other positive I want to want to get to. You know, okay, Newcastle only scored one against Blackburn, but they had their chances. There was a great clearance off the line. Gordon should have lifted it over the keeper. They had their chances. Does that fill you with a bit of hope going into Wolves? That you know, it's fine margins. Put it either side, lift it over. The defender's not there. Newcastle could have won by three or four. On yeah, yeah. I think you can always say that if you're Blackburn, no doubt they're saying if if. They hadn't given Dubrovka the chances they had to be a star, we would be through. And, I mean, it gives me hope that we're making chances. Then the way we finish them gives me no hope at all because, you know, we didn't finish. I mean, can you remember that double one near the end? The double one, was it Longstaff and, and there was Bruno, there was Gordon? Remember it closer? Yeah. I mean, we should have buried that. I mean, there's no there's no question. The one place you don't put it is exactly the place Sean Longstaff put it. Uh, you know, anywhere else, and it was a goal. Well, this is it. We're going to get on to, to personnel now about Saturday, and we always address this with what we would do, and then we always take into consideration what we think Eddie Howe will do. I mean, look, we don't want to uh, pick on, on players individually, but we have to talk about certain performances. And Sean Longstaff 
we know what he can do. And when he's on form, he is absolutely fantastic. He's not been on form in recent weeks. And, and against Blackburn, it was it was very noticeable. You mentioned that chance there. He should have scored it. But it, at times, it looked like he was running through cement. It was like his brain wasn't working with his, with his feet. He was dilly-dallying on the ball. That being said, he will start, you would think, on Saturday against Wolves, when in reality, I would probably play Miley there. Again, I would have started Miley against Blackburn and dropped Longstaff out, but we knew, you know, we all predicted what would happen. It would be Willick in for Miley and Longstaff would, would start. And it'll happen again on Saturday. But what do you think is missing from Sean's game? Because when he plays, Newcastle play, but it's fair to say in recent weeks, that's just not happened. I was going to say, it's a while, isn't it, since yeah. since he had a, a storming game. And uh, he doesn't look himself. Uh, to me, you know, I mean, when you look at him, he doesn't look a happy bunny, and I can understand why he wouldn't be. Um, I think in an ideal world, you shake up that midfield, you'd keep Bruno, but you would take Miley and Longstaff out and give them a rest. In an ideal world, if you had Willick firing on all um, cylinders, if you had Anderson firing on all cylinders, and they're both not, we can't do anything about Tenali. Um, but you, you would give them a rest. They look in need of a rest. And when I say a rest, it's as much mental as physical. It's not, I mean, they're only playing one game a week. This was the exception with the midweek game, but you, they're only playing weekend to weekend. It's not the need of physical rest, they need a mental rest because they're shot. Um, and, you know, talking about players that have been below par. Almiron was desperate again at Arsenal, but did well last night when he came on. You've always got to remember that, what the opposition was, but he did well. Um, Barnes looks nowhere near the player he was at Leicester, and uh, you know he's been out now for a long time. But you know, you almost knew he'd miss the penalty because he's not bouncy at the moment, and and so there's a concern there. Isaac takes time to get up to pace once he's been out injured, as Wilson does when he comes back. And thank goodness we've got Isaac, etc. But he, he, he's not the man we know as yet. And the defence, collectively, you say, we lack pace. So there's, there, there's a big worry. And, I mean, we're getting elementary mistakes. I mean, when, when I saw Lascelles in the team last night, I thought, good. He's been in the team recently and he's done well for us. And uh, he, he had done well for us. And I thought he'd be steady away and uh, championships a, a class down. So he'll be okay, etc., etc. The mistake for the equaliser was horrendous. I mean, you know, you wouldn't see that on a Sunday morning when he went to head the ball out and missed it completely and fell on his backside and sat on his backside to watch us concede. I mean, it was an awful mistake. Um, and players can make mistakes, they're human, I don't want to dwell on it or hang them out to dry. But it was a very bad mistake and without that we win 1-0 and don't have to risk penalties. And I don't know what you do about the bat. I, re I really don't. Um, do you bring Botman back in, John? Because obviously he wasn't there and Eddie Howe said he, he wasn't there because they felt it was just a benefit for him just to train instead of playing another game. He clearly hasn't been at the levels that he set himself because he is a tremendous centre-back. Would you bring him back into the starting eleven against Wolves? Well, there's the two-edged question because I think Eddie will. I probably wouldn't. I would probably play Byrne in there with Lascelles and play Levermento left-back. So would, think... you, would you take Cher out as well and rest Cher? Well, 
I'm bamboozled at the moment. You know what happens? with She's such a good player. Such a good player. But some of his nonchalance last night, walking with the ball, I mean, you know, come come on, Fabian. You're a good, 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 good player. But you weren't under Bruce. And don't stroll about as if you're Beckenbauer because you're not Beckenbauer. And then you get caught. And fans look at you and say, you need a rocket up your backside. You, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a little concerned that he's looking like a stroller at the moment when we need, you know, hell for leather. I mean, yes, you could put Shaw at right uh, on the right side of the, the situation and burn on the left side and play Livermanco and leave LaSalle's out. Um, I've got an awful feeling that he'll just go back to his usual back four and mm. go Trippier, Shaw, Bopman, Burn. I, I agree. I think that will be the back four. Trippier taken off at full time, didn't play extra time, so clearly keeping his legs fresh. Uh, for Saturday, Isaac off on 60 minutes again. I mean, good game management, to be fair. Good that he's also got the option to bring Livermento on and put him at right back. And I think, you know, it's it's sometimes Eddie Howe has been criticised for maybe his lack of game management, but he's clearly thinking ahead to, to Wolves, knowing that maybe an extra half an hour for Trippier puts him um, at a disadvantage for Wolves. And obviously, they can't risk Isaac, you know, because he's just... Kind no, of no I mean, Isaac, Isaac couldn't do it. He hasn't got 90 minutes in him at the moment. He's just getting back up. I mean, that's something that he would have planned before the kickoff. He knows yeah. he can't do that. Uh, Trippier, yes, that's fair enough. But you've got a good cover for Trippier. Fresh legs in Lafamento, who is a right back. Um, but I tell you what, we say good man management and all that. And yeah, fine. Well, I'll tell you one thing, at the time he made those decisions, whether they were brave, whether they were shrewd or whatever they were, the biggest fear he had was that we didn't win this match. Because if we had gone out of the FA Cup, what would we be like sitting here now and what would the fans be like on Saturday? You know, we've avoided the big hiccup. Um, there's no question about that. But does it fill us with great confidence for Wolves? And for the games after that. And does it fill us with great confidence after we hear the draw tonight? Mm. Well, you know, that, that, that is a very good point. And, and it's interesting on social media, John. It's, it's very divided. You've got some saying people are far too negative. Enjoy the fact Newcastle are through to, to, to the next round, which we can all do. But I, I, I don't think you can ignore you know, the, the standard of performance. It, it wasn't good enough. And, I, and I've asked people on Twitter to, to share their views about Wolves and whether they're worried. And it, it's fair to say, so at the time of recording this podcast, I've had 40 replies to the tweet that I put out asking whether they're worried about the, uh, Wolves on Saturday, given the performance uh, against Blackburn. And it's fair to say that there's not many people excited, uh, optimistic uh, about Wolves. I'll just read a, a, a few out. Um, John, um, Kieran says it has to be a wake-up call. Wolves is a must-win given the placement in the table. Um, we've got Aaron saying performances like the one at Blackburn are becoming more frequent. Uh, LJG says I'm concerned not just because of the performance, but the fact that we've struggled to perform at our best levels on at least three occasions when it comes to the third game within seven days and usually lost that game. He points to Bournemouth away, Forest home, looting away. Um, you know. Yeah, Someone's in draw at best. We're looking awful. Zero intensity in fights. Um, Nizam says every single game this season worries me. Matt says I'm worried about the prospect of Burn versus Neto. 
someone else, Graham, here saying, I'm worried about Lamina. Is going to boss the midfield. Longstaff is struggling and Bruno is pulling out of some tackles because of the booking. Kieran says, wouldn't surprise me if we get beat, not confident anymore. There is one positive though, John. Paul says, we're not in good form, haven't been for quite a while. Wolves will be another tough game, but one we should still win. I mean, that's, it, though. that's the interesting thing, uh, to be truthful, uh, Andrew, because normally, normally Newcastle of last season and of early this season, would, if we'd had a, a poor performance, you would say Wolves is an ideal opportunity to bounce back. We should not be, I don't care whether that Wolves are having a good season or not. The Newcastle we know and love should not be worried about Wolves. We are because we're being realistic, but we shouldn't be. We, but why are we? I'll tell you why we were, because we looked at, at Luton at home as being a way to get back into the, this situation. Before that, we looked at, at Nottingham Forest at home as being, then we looked at Bournemouth as home as being, and we didn't win one of those. I mean, in a way, Wolves is the best game we can expect at home because do we want to be at home to Liverpool or, or Man City or Arsenal? And, and I know we beat Arsenal, but you don't. So Wolves is a good opportunity. But, you know, the results, we, we at home have been shocking since Christmas. We've been shocking and a barrel load of goals have gone in. And the only good side we've played at home has been Man City. And, and, and I put Wolves in that category as well. But what happens? These results, we just get draws, we just get draws at home. And then all of a sudden, we know we are going to get caught as a consequence. So what's happened this week? Wolves have gone above us by winning. Brighton's gone above us by winning. We've dropped to 10th, which is exactly halfway in the table. We are 10th. And Chelsea are only two points behind us with a game in hand, the game in hand being that they played in the League Cup final at the weekend, else they could be above us and would be 11. We've been around 4, 5 and 6, and we're now at 10 with teams like Brighton and Wolves above us and Chelsea in, in, in very much breathing down our neck. I mean, the time for mistakes, the time for the odd bad result is long gone because, you know, it's got to end now. Every game we wait to, to hope that our, we're going to emerge like a, a butterfly in the next game, every game we wait, it ain't going to happen. I mean, the, the the positive listener with us would argue that, yes, OK, they're 10th, they've slipped down the table, but they're only 10 points off 5th. They're only two points from 7th, which would be a rollback conference uh, place, you know. So the it, the hope has to be, John, and I know we said this after the, the last round of the FA Cup and we said it after the Villa game as well, but I'm going to I'm gonna keep going with it. The hope has to be that this result against Blackburn is the kick to the backside. It is the catalyst. It is the, the, the spark, the reignition for the, for the rest of the season. We've got to hope that. Yes, we've got to hope that. But was, was Eddie Howe saying something like that after we were so abysmal at Arsenal? That this might be the kick up the backside that, that can result in this going into the FA Cup and winning it at Blackburn and then lifting off. We we do hope, we hope every week that's going to be. When when we lost at home to Forest, we hoped, we said sort of, never mind, that's pretty rough. But at least we've got Luton and Bournemouth to come as a, a, at home. 
and and nothing happened there. And I'm not being doom and gloom. I'm being realistic, and we have to be realistic. If we're going to live on Fantasy Island, we're going to wake up one day and find we're, we're permanently in the wrong half of the table, even if it's you know only twelfth or thirteenth. And we've really, if we don't do something about it now, then it is too late. And we've got to do something about it now. We've got the personnel. What bewilders me is the way we play. Everything that was good about the way we play, the high intensity, the the, the belief, the swamping teams that made St. James's Park a fortress, which got his results sometimes against teams that technically were better than us, but they couldn't beat us because they couldn't live with what we placed in front of them. We're passive now. And and, and that is one of the great worries that, that I have is that we, I mean, I like to see, I know in the first 10 minutes, I, Andrew, with a game when I'm looking at it, if it's going to be a struggle or not. You do, the fans do, everybody does. And you look at the first 10 minutes last night, you look at the first 10 minutes at Arsenal, you say, why are we starting like that? Why are we so sluggish? Why are we so one-paced? You know, we don't go after teams anymore. And your best hope is to be front foot. And what do you think the reason is? Because it's very noticeable that the high press has gone. It doesn't seem to be that cohesion the kind of that grit and that determination. I'm not questioning the, the players' effort at all or commitment because it's it's always there. They want to win, of course, they do. They want to do it for the club, want to do it for the fans. But I'm talking about being first to the ball. In recent weeks, they're, they're just second to every single ball. With you know, they haven't got that extra yard in them that they used to have. That's that's made them so good. That last year made them pretty much unbeatable. Something is missing. Is it because those same group of players have played so many minutes and so many games? Is that the reason? And now he's getting options back. You know, he can he can he can rest Miggy on the bench. He can take Miley out. Are you expecting it to change in the next few weeks? Hopefully, starting with Wolves, and then we see this high I'm, press. We see I'm the energy hoping, back. I'm hoping, but I'm not expecting. Expecting means that you think it's going to automatically change. I don't think it's going to automatically change. I'm hoping it's going to change. I think Eddie Howe doesn't know why. And I mean, this not as a criticism of Eddie. I think he's as stumped as we are because he believes in this group of players so much. He organised the group so well. The, there's no question that we overachieved last season. There is equally no question that we're underachieving right now. We overachieved last season, but we are underachieving right now. And I do, I think Eddie's scratching his head and saying, how has so much dropped off the side that I know and I built and I believed in and all these good characters and good people as well as good players? Because they're all those things. Yeah, right. Let's not get too carried away. But it isn't happening. And I don't think... Eddie knows the answer. I think he's absolutely flummoxed. And that's not a criticism of Eddie. We all don't know why, because it doesn't make sense. Because it it isn't that you're physically exhausted. You're only playing once a week. And since the end of the Champions League, and it's only once a week, what did everybody say when we went out the Champions League? Well, the one redeeming feature is we're going back to what we did last season, playing once a week, not playing midweek. 
being able to rest, being able to get on the training ground, being able to iron out all the problems on the training ground, so we'll go back to the good performances because we've got the same quality of players available to us. And that made total sense. The only part that's puzzling is that it hasn't happened. And, and, and it is quite staggering that it hasn't happened. I mean, you know, you look upon what happened at Aston Villa, uh, and, and you think, we all said that's the old Newcastle are back. We've never seen them since. The mm. old Newcastle we haven't seen since that game against Aston Villa. I, I mean, surely this week I'm hopeful that have, I know there's a very short space of time for the tournament, but sit them down. Even show them the videos, if you like, how we beat Aston Villa twice, how we beat Manchester United twice, how we beat... Manchester City in the League Cup. How would beat Paris Saint-Germain? This is the same team, but that's it. And this is this season, by the way, not last season, this season. But it seems like an eternity ago. It does, it does seem a lifetime ago. And it's the same old question that gets asked every week, though. Does the system need to change anyhow? Doesn't think it does. But there's still plenty of debate across the fan base that something needs to change. And it is probably... You know, maybe going five at the back or at least going three and then filling the midfield with the two, the two wing-backs. But look, it's, it's a bit of a relevant question because we expect that we have to stick with the system in place. But if you had the power, John, would you change the system if a Wolves? You see, I honestly think that when you get in a rut like this and Newcastle are in a rut, if you don't think they're in a rut, just pull the, uh, the list of results up this season and you'll, you'll see the rut all right. Uh, if Newcastle are in a rut, sometimes just changing something for the sake of it gives the players something to think about, something different, and think this might just work, you know. But you go 4 3 3 and you pick the same middle three and the same back four, and uh, you know, you go out there and think, well, what's different from Blackburn and what's different from Arsenal and what's different from Luton and Bournemouth and Nottingham Forest? So sometimes the change just gives players something to think about. And certainly three at the back could be justified the way we've been letting in goals. And, you, you know, you say, well, do you need three at the back in a home game? If you look at the goals we've let in in our last home games, you can go three at the back because it can release your two fullbacks to be able to attack that much more. And if you go three at the back, you use Burn in there as one of the three, and then you can use Levermenko and Trippier as the wide, the two wide guys with wingers in front of them. And Levermenko fits that position much better than Burn would. Because if you're playing a three, then you want your two fullbacks, for the want of other words, to be good on the ball and get forward. Lefamenko is better than Byrne at that. So Byrne could play as part of the three and you could have Lefamenko and um, Trippier to get up and down the tram lines with with Gordon and whoever you pick. Almiron's probably back in the frame to play on, on Saturday and have those two. Um, but, you know, and say, oh, is that negative at home? Three at the back. Not when you let four in against Luton, not when you let... Two in against Bournemouth, three in against Forest. Uh, it, it, you've got to stop that. You cannot keep letting that number of goals in and expect to win because mm. you've got to score too many to win. Yeah, but I think the reality is it'll, it'll be the same formation. I think oh, Mickey will. will yeah, I think Miggy will come back in. I think it'll be Gordon on the left with with Isaac up front. And you know, on paper, the team um, should 
should be beating Wolves, you would argue. And Wolves have got some some great players. We've mentioned a few of them. I mean, Neto is probably the standout one. I would love him in a black and white shirt come the summer. Uh, Lamina in the middle is another one. You've got, um, you know, the, the striker, He Chan, is, a, is, an, is a, I'm a big fan of him. I wouldn't be against him coming to Newcastle as a squad player either. You know, they've got some really good players in Newcastle. Can't underestimate Wolves at all. Gary Neal doing a fantastic job. And everything that's been missing from Newcastle's performance of late, John, it's got to be there on Saturday because Wolves will take advantage of it if it's not. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes, absolutely no question. For us to have any chance at the moment, we've got to be on blob. We have got to play. We've got to discover somehow how to play with the intensity, with the high press, with the togetherness, with the belief that made us what we were. It was only earlier this season that we swamped Paris Saint-Germain for one with one of the greatest displays we've seen in Europe. I mean, I've got to keep reminding myself, Andrew, that was this season, you know. Mm. We've beaten yeah. Aston Villa twice this season. You know, it, it seems like yesteryear, it, it, it seemed that seems longer away than last than what we achieved last season. And so it can be done. But every match now is taking us away from that standard, and the standard's dropping that little bit. Um, and you know what? You know who's the most important person on Saturday afternoon in black and white? Lady Luck. That's She's the back. most important. That's the most important person. She helped us last night uh, in the penalty shootout. We won it. The first person I want on our team sheet on Saturday's Lady Luck because we're due a bit of that. We need a bit of that. We need some help to get that first win in a while uh, because I'm not taking last night as a win because that was in a penalty shootout. But, I mean, I'm talking about winning in 90 minutes. We're in... Lady Luck is what we need, uh, big time, because it hasn't been there. And if we just go down the same old route, 4 3 3, out we go, expect it to happen, first 10 minutes, play without verve and vim and fire. I mean, you know, for a long time, Newcastle United at home have done what they've done. There was only Liverpool and Man City could beat us at St James's Park. Because we started out like a steamroller running downhill. Now we're like a steamroller running uphill. Um, you know, and you've got to start like that because that throws wolves on the back foot and they've got a job coming off the back foot then once we've set the, 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 the stall out for the whole game. And that's what I'm looking for on Saturday. We must do that to have a chance. We should not be worried about wolves. We should be a class above wolves. With respect to Wolves, I mean, at the beginning of the season, their manager walked out on them pre-season because he thought they'd be in a relegation fight, for goodness sake. That, that is the sort of season they were anticipating. At the same time, we beat Aston Villa 5 on the opening day, and we thought we're in Champions League football to come. We thought we're in a great position. Look at us now, and look at them now. Yeah. Amazing, yeah it? It's, it's turn around quite the, um, it's a, yeah, quite the turnaround indeed but fingers crossed newcastle can find their feet they can start the game uh with a bit of intensity uh, high press and just and just get the better of wolves the you know the the first goal will probably be key um 
and on that, John, let's get your prediction then. How is this one going to go? Yeah, well, you know what? I'm going to amaze you because you probably think I've been all full of doom and gloom and negativity when I say, no, I haven't. I've been very realistic and uh, I might be a Geordie with a black and white eyes, but uh, at the same time, I can see what's put in front of me. But not based on anything I saw at Blackburn, certainly not based on anything I saw at Arsenal in the last Premier League game, more on the law of averages, that Newcastle can't play average sides and fail to win week after week after week after week. And because I think Lady Luck has taken um, a shine to us and thought these Geordies have suffered enough, I'll let them through on a penalty shootout and she's going to stay in our corner on Saturday. I'm going to take a very narrow, very, very narrow win. And the only thing I can base it on is the law of averages says, surely we aren't bad enough. We're yet again at home. We fail to beat a side that last season would have been comfortable. And it would have been how many goals did we score last season? This season it's not. I'm going to take an arrow win. I don't think we'll keep a clean sheet. It might be 2-1. Uh, because we don't, we've forgotten about clean sheets. They've all gone to the laundry and haven't come back. Uh, but I think we might just get a win based on nothing but a hunch. Hmm. Now, I've got to say my instinct is to say defeat. Um, but like you, John, I'm going to... Do you know what? I'm going to say a narrow win, though, simply because I'm going to... I'm going to say so the impact of the crowd. The crowd are going to be behind, be behind the, the, the players, as always. That's going to motivate them somewhat. We're at home. They haven't won at home since that Fulham game. It's about time we got three points in James Park and it's going to come on Saturday. Let's, let's end on a positive note. It's going to come on Saturday, right? Well, we've both said Newcastle to win and both mean it, so you can't get more positive than that after what we've been put through. And both want it. That's the key. You know, anyone that yeah. thinks we're, we're, we're always negative, we're not. We think we're realistic. We're just addressing what we see and we always want Newcastle to win. So, um, yeah, we want Newcastle to win on Saturday. Don't think it's going to be an easy game. They've got some dangerous players. But, yeah, let, let's hope for a win. And we're both predicting a win. Fingers crossed we are correct. I know, John, by the time people listen to this, the draw will already be out for the FA Cup. But, we're, like I say, we're recording it on the Wednesday morning. Um, who 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 are you after? You want a home tie, right? Oh, above all else, a home tie. And, uh, you know, I can hear people shouting at me while well, you've just said how we leak goals at home. What does home mean to us now? We haven't won at home for since Yonks. But we're due a home tie. We've had three away games in in the FA Cup. We're due a home tie. We've definitely got a better chance at home in a way, um, despite everything. So let us be at home. Of course, I want Coventry. Uh, I would take Leicester. I don't want Manchester City or Liverpool. Um, so just give me a home tie and give me a chance. And, you know, it, it's hard to ask for it to be Coventry when we've had two championship sides in the three games we've had this season. Um, but yes, be greedy. I want another championship side. Championship side at home, please give us a chance because. Geordies deserve it. I mean, look at that last night. 7,400 or something. We could have packed the whole flipping ground if they'd let us. And for what? 
would I know people have bought tickets in advance, but we just got absolutely slaughtered at Arsenal and elsewhere and elsewhere. But they're still there, as passionate as ever, as wonderful as ever. And you know what? They're keeping us afloat. They're keeping us afloat. So I want them with us again, not the 7,000, the 50,000 on Saturday. And I want to spot Lady Luck before the uh, the game kicks off. If I can see her sitting up in the um, in the director's box, we'll be okay. Fingers crossed Newcastle can pick up the win against Wolves and kickstart their Premier League season. This has been the match preview. Head over to chroniclelive.co.uk for all the latest Newcastle United news. If you're watching on YouTube, give this video a thumbs up, hit subscribe. If you're on the podcast channel, please leave us a rating and view and share the podcast among you and your Newcastle United supporting friends and family. And for myself and John, we'll see you guys very soon.